Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that is dedicated to exploring the transformative power of personal development and the well-being in creating a life of purpose fulfillment and the joy. I'm your host Avik and I am delighted to have you join us today in our episode. So in this episode we have the honor of speaking with a truly remarkable individual whose journey from a turbulent past to becoming the number one firework instructor in america is nothing short of extraordinary so please welcome our guest dev alvin hey, hey man thanks for having me it's an honor to be here great so they, so like uh, for the listeners i would like to mention that dev's life began with uh, unique challenges born in hollywood california and adopted by his aunt and uncle at the age of 5 so however his adoptive parents revealed they were not his biological parents when he was just 11 years old which marked the beginning of a difficult path so struggling with the uh, weight of his circumstances they've turned to alcohol at the age of 12 and soon found himself like in the grip of hard drugs So however in June 1988 he made the courageous decision to seek help and join the alcoholics anonymous a turning point that led him to the world of personal development so it was in 1995 when he attended a seminar with the renowned Tony Robbins and took his first steps across burning coals in a firework so this profound experience ignited a passion with him and he went on to the work with Tony Robbins for nearly 20 years as his firework captain so his journey of personal transformation is not without its harrowing moments and today in 2023 marks an incredible 35 years of sobriety for them So whether you are uh, like curious about the ancient ritual of fireworking or seeking inspiration for your own personal growth journey this episode promises to offer profound insights and a glimpse into the life of Devalvin so stay tuned as we delve deeper into Dev's remarkable story his unique approach to fireworking and how this transformative practice can ignite the fires within us to create a life of purpose and meaning so welcome to the show dev 
Yeah. Thanks. Well, that was a mouthful. <laughs> it's great to be here. It's awesome to be here. Great, great. So, like, uh, Dave, like, um, before we delve deeper into this topic, like, can you yeah. can you share with us the transformative experience that led you uh, from a uh, like uh, past that you had to becoming the number one firework instructor in America? Well, it was yeah, it was quite a path. Uh, you know, I would have never. I would have never guessed in a million years that um, the path that I was on was on would lead to the path that I'm on today. Um, it really just came down to a very fundamental moment in my life where I had to I couldn't take what was happening to me. In other words, I, the day that I woke up on June 8th of 1988, grossly addicted to heroin and cocaine and alcohol and cigarettes and really a horrible lifestyle. I was hanging around drug dealers and and pimps and prostitutes and drug addicts. And, you know, my peer group wasn't exactly stellar, um, but that, I don't know what it was um, that particular day when I woke up. I was in so much physical pain and emotional pain. All I knew at that moment was this is it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And so the only real thought that I had to deal with it. I was married to a woman who had three kids. They were my stepkids. And I thought, you know what? The, the easiest way to deal with this was put a bullet in my head. Uh, I wasn't thinking about an afterlife or heaven or hell. or any, I wasn't thinking about any of that. All I was thinking about was how do I stop the pain? How do I make this go away? Uh, and I really, at that moment, I didn't see any other way out. Well, in a moment of compassion, I remember thinking, you know what? If you pull that trigger, uh, I was living in the basement and the rest of the family was living upstairs to kind of stay away from me because I was pretty volatile. Um, I remember thinking, if you do that, you, not only, you, yeah, you're going to kill yourself, but you're going to kill those three kids and their mother, and they're going to have to deal with it. Not you. They're going to have to deal with the cleanup, the police departments, um, you know, the fire department and the paramedics and the morgue and the newspapers and the school and the community and all of that. They're going to have to deal with that for the rest of their lives. So, yeah, you may kill yourself, but you're killing those three kids as well. And you know what? You can't do that. That's wrong. You just can't do that. So it was really kind of in a moment of compassion where I thought about them instead of myself. And then I came to the then I came to the thought, well, then what are you going to do? How are you going to stop this? And the next thing I know, I'm thinking about Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, I, I didn't know who AA was. I had no references for AA. I didn't know anybody that was in AA. I'd never been to an AA meeting. So I'm to this day kind of perplexed as to how in the heck did AA pop in my head? Well, regardless, there it was. So I called him and I called and I got a lady on the phone and she was wonderful. And the next thing I know, she sent a man to come pick me up. And that man picked me up and he took me to a meeting that day and he stayed with me for four meetings, a 1230, a 430, a 630 and an 830. And when I got there, these men, it was an all men's group. They just gathered around me and they knew I was sick. They knew I was suicidal. They knew I needed a lot of help. And that without their help, I probably wouldn't make it. And so they got a big book. It's called Alcoholics Anonymous. And they wrote their name in it. 
and they put their telephone number. And it was like 10 of them. And they put at the top of the book, before you take that first drink, call one of them. And they sent me home that night. And I went all night without taking a drink. I got up the next morning, another guy from AA that lived right around the corner from me who met me in that meeting. We exchanged telephone numbers. He called me that morning and said, hey, Dave, I want to come take you to a breakfast and I want to take you to a meeting. And that's really how it started. This overwhelming, um, this gift of love and compassion support was unlike anything I'd ever been around my, in my entire life. So one day turned into a week, a week turned into a month. And once I got to a month, they gave me a little coin, a medallion that said one month of continuous sobriety. And then I got one at two months, three months, six months, nine months, and a year. Well, during this recovery process, I had insomnia. So I was up late at night all the time. And so one night, there I was at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, there he is, a young Tony Robbins. And he's selling a program called Personal Power. And um, it was a 30-day program. And, you know, he said a couple of things that really, really resonated with me. It made a lot of sense. One of them, he said, was, we'll do more to avoid pain than we will to gain pleasure. And I thought, whoa, that's profound. Because a lot of times when I was drinking or doing drugs, that's exactly what I was chasing. I was either trying to avoid pain or trying to gain some pleasure in my life. And then the other thing he said to me that got me was the, the way most human beings make decisions that were motivated either out of es, uh, inspiration or desperation. And I remember thinking, man, I'm pretty desperate. And so I bought his program. And to date this, when they sent it to me, it came on these little white things called cassette tapes. <laughs> right? So I went through it and I did what the man taught me to do. And it worked. I started working out. I started losing weight. I started my own business. And so now Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 steps and the personal development industry are coming together in my life at the same time. And it was a very, very, very magical experience. And then years later, I found out that Tony was coming to my area where I lived in the Washington, D.C. area. And it was a live event. And so um, a buddy of mine and I went um, and, you know, we got to that event and we did a firewalk there. And the night of that firewalk, there was 3,500 people at this event. It was unlike anything I'd ever experienced in my life. Tony had everybody chanting, yes, yes. And there were African drummers and it was a big fire going and it was an unbelievable experience. And when I completed the firewalk that night, it was literally one of the most exhilarating moments of my life. And, 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 and I was with 3,500 people that were pretty much all feeling the same thing. You know, we felt like we could accomplish anything. We were on top of the world. I mean, it's such a magical, magical experience. Well, it even got better because this was a four-day event, and this was day one. We did the firewalk the night of day one. Well, on day two... When we came into the venue, we were waiting to go in, inside into the arena area, and we were in a holding area, and I was watching everybody, and it was magical. They were laughing. Some of them were crying. They were, they were embracing. They were hugging. You know, the vibration um, had been raised the night before, right? 
because our self-worth, our self-confidence, and our self-belief about ourselves had been heightened the night before. Because once you firewalk, you're like, okay, if I can walk on colds that are a thousand degrees, what else can I do? And so that next day, when I saw, we were sitting there in that foyer waiting to go into the venue, I, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look at how these people are treating each other. It was a beautiful thing to be part of. And I remember asking myself, I was like, so did the firewalk cause this? Is that what happened? Is that why we're all so connected here and we don't even know each other or a bunch of strangers yet we're connected at such a high level? Did the firewalk cause that? And the answer is yes, absolutely it was. Well, I got to know one of Tony's trainers at this event, right? This is day two of the four-day event. And I met a guy by the name of Ted Macy. And he's a trainer for Tony, him and his wife, Mary. And uh, we were, we're talking one afternoon, and I said, man, this must be really great to be here in this environment and be part of this on a regular basis. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, you, you know, what? it's such a blessing to be, you know, around all this positivity and all these people that are striving to be better and working hard. And it's just a beautiful thing to be around. And it's an incredible environment. And he said, as a matter of fact, you see all these people over here with the black shirts on with the pink lettering? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, those are all volunteers. They actually have attended this event and come back as a volunteer to give back. And, and he said, so if you think you might be interested in something like that, it'd be a way for you to get back into the environment. When you get home, call Robin's Research, tell them you want a volunteer crew member application. They'll send it to you, fill it out, and send it back. Who knows? You got nothing to lose. Maybe you'll get chosen. Well, I did that. And about six or seven weeks after I did that, I got a letter in the mail. And it said, Dave Albin, Congratulations. You've been selected to crew with the Anthony Robbins companies in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So there I was. I had my foot in the door and I crewed five or six times. You know, when you fill out the application, they look at everything and go, okay, he's got this experience, that experience. I had military background and I had a security background. And so Tony has a lot of celebrities. And so I got pulled out to help take care of those celebrities. And because I lived on a farm, and I knew how to use a lot of tools, log splitters, hatchets, this kind of stuff, and driving certain pieces of equipment, they put me on the fire building team as well. So it was perfect for me. And then in 1996, they hired me as a subcontractor. So when you're a volunteer, you have to pay your way, right? You have to pay your airfare, you have to pay your hotel, you have to pay your food. You know, that's a couple thousand dollars every time you wanted to go into this environment and, and volunteer one of the events. Well, when you become a subcontractor, they pay for it, right? So they would pay my airfare. They put me in a hotel. Uh, they pay me a per diem to cover my, you know, food and my expense on a daily basis. And so I went from spending a couple thousand dollars a month to, you know, actually not having to spend anything. And that went along for years. And then in 2003, uh, Tony offered me the position as fire captain, as you said in your opening remarks about me, um, and which meant that I took over all of Tony's firewalks globally. Uh, Tony even paid to have my family travel. Uh, I homeschooled my kids at the time, and I didn't want to be away from them. So they literally paid to have my family travel with me, which was just phenomenal. Just such a blessing. 
Uh, my kids got to travel the world with their dad and their mom and Tony Robbins. And so that was in 2003. In 2005, we went to London and we set a world record. Um, we firewalked 12,300 people. And now I say a world record. I do want to disclose that Guinness Book of World Records was not there. Uh, but however, to my knowledge, I've never seen a firewalk anywhere close to 12,000 people, unless it's another Tony Robbins seminar where it was 10,000 or 9,000, 8,000, 7, whatever. Uh, that's the only other firewalks I've ever seen that were ever close to that. Now, I've seen firewalks a couple of hundred people, two or three hundred, maybe more like a hundred, more like 50, actually. Um, and there I was. And 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 so that after that world record in 2005, I was just in that environment and doing it on a regular basis. And then in 2014, my life changed again. Uh, we got a call from Google and Google asked if I was the Dave Albin that did the firewalks for Tony Robbins. And they wanted to know if I was available uh, to do something for them, uh, meaning that, you know, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't under any contractual obligation or non-compete, which I was not. And so Google ended up hiring me. They hired me twice. They hired me in 2014 and they hired me in 2015. And then the next thing I know, I'm at NASA. Um, and then I'm at Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Remax, Microsoft, uh, Chick-fil-A, YMCA. I mean, my, my whole career just exploded. And so, you know, the next thing you know, you're on the Healthy Mind and the Healthy Life podcast, right? So, um, yeah, so that's 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 what happened technically. And that's how I got to where we are today. Um, right after, right after Google hired me, um, I realized that there was a huge marketplace uh, for corporate America who would hire me to come in and create these incredible um, life changing paradigm shift experiences uh, for their companies. And okay. so, you know, again, here I am. That's that's a wonderful journey, I would say, definitely. So, yeah. um, like, as you also mentioned about the companies, so Firebook Productions LLC uh, has worked with prestigious clients such as NASA, Google, um, Henneken, yeah. uh, and others as well. So yeah. how do you tailor the Firebook experience to cater to the specific needs and goals uh, of those diverse organizations? Right. All right, so if a company you know, wants to bring their people together and they want to motivate them yeah. and they want to inspire them and they want to encourage them or they want to, you know, at the same time with doing all that, they want to launch a new product hmm. or maybe the, maybe the people aren't getting along very well. There's a lot of dissension. Um, you know, COVID caused a lot of that, right? Yeah. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Get a vaccine. Don't get a vaccine. Love Donald Trump. Hate Donald Trump. I mean, it's just on and on and on. And it was perpetual. And so it just ripped companies apart. And so how do you put them back together? Well, a firewalk will do just that because the fire doesn't care. Mm. You know, a lot of people don't realize how powerful a firewalk is. They don't even know. They don't know the origin. They don't know where it started. Firewalking has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. The West has only known about it less than 50 years, right? Here in America, we've only known about firewalking a very, very short period of time. Well, in other countries around the world, it's been around, it's been used for all kinds of things. 
uh, graduations, celebrations, marriages, uh, uh, the birth of children. Um, uh, I mean, it get, you know, rite of passage. It's 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 been around for years. Uh, the Fahitians have been using firewalking for years. The people of India. Oh my gosh, you the people of India probably have been using firewalking as long as anybody. In fact, I've got one of my favorite pictures that I've ever seen of a firewalk, and I got a few of them. Don't come from the West. They're not. They're not. I mean, you know, I got pictures of my family and all that that I love. But I'm saying some of the one, some pictures that just you look at it and you go, you've got to be kidding me. One of my favorite ones is one is a firewalk in India. Uh, so what they did. So when we do a firewalk in America, what we do is we build a giant fire. You know, the, uh, there's a pit that's probably 30 feet long, 70 feet, 70, 80 feet wide, a uh, long, 30 feet wide. And we we build that fire and it burns all day. It'll burn for 10 hours. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, it just renders. It drops all the coals. So if you've got 3,000 people or 7,000 people, what you do is you load those coals in a wheelbarrow. And yeah. then you pull a wheelbarrow in and there's two lanes, fire lanes on each side. A fire lane is about three feet wide and 18 feet long. Well, what you do to set up the walk is you take a flathead shovel and then you just sprinkle the coals across that grass. They're just So the coals are laying on top of the grass. You walk on that. Well, this fire walk I'm talking about in India, they've dug a pit that's kind of concave. So the coals in the bottom are this thick. They're not just sprinkled on the top where you would walk on top of them. You're, you're, instead of walking on them, you're walking in them, Right big difference so in this picture there's all these people that are standing around the outside and they're dressed in beautiful gorgeous pastel colors silk colors and again you know there's a there's a lot of tradition with the coloring of the faces and all kinds of things going on right yeah. well in the middle of that pit there's a woman and she's and she seems to be very young i'm guessing she's under 20 years old 17, 18, 19 years old, something like that. She's got a flower in her mouth. And then she's carrying two newborn children, meaning that those babies that she's carrying were just recently born, probably within a week of that firewalk. So what's going on there? And here's the interesting part, the scary part, if you will. If she was to drop one of those babies, baby won't make it. There's no way because the coals are this deep. And if you drop the child, you can't get to it fast enough. Yeah. They would have third degree burns all over that baby. So there's a ceremony going on there. There's some kind of graduation. It might be because of the birth of the child. I don't know what's going on. I just know that that picture just blows me away. Um, the Indo-Europeans, they used to firewalk. Yeah. And, and what they did is that before the warriors would go into battle, they would do a firewalk the night before and all the warriors had to do a dance and they painted their faces and they did a ceremony and they, journey. Right. Yeah. So the firewalk was the last thing. And then they went off to battle, like you said, to create yeah. this, this, this group of togetherness in that, in that battle of that journey of a battle. Uh, the Polynesians, they firewalk. Um, the the, uh, the Hawaiians, they firewalk. So a lot of the tribes, if you will, in the Pacific Ocean, um, they they all firewalk. Um, so, again, it's been around for hundreds of years. Tony Robbins just studied it. 
And he kind of went, hmm. So if I have a four-day event and I bring them in on day one and I get them to do a firewalk, what else can I get them to believe about themselves? So he knows he's getting leverage on them. He's shifting their belief. He's creating a paradigm shift. And, you know, a firewalk will transform you right there on the spot. You don't, <coughs> excuse me, you don't have to wait. Exactly. Yes. Right. And, and it never goes away. You never forget your first firewalk. Yes, exactly. Um, I've done them, you know, I've done hundreds and hundreds of firewalks. We've we've literally firewalked hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned something earlier about the academy. Yes. So what happened with there was last year, one of my buddies, who's a very successful entrepreneur, he uh, his name is Matt Schaup. He wrote a really great book called Painted Baby. Uh, it's an amazing book. Well, we got, I was there at the book launch and we were talking that morning before the book launch and we're in his kitchen and we're having Spanish coffee and we're talking. And uh, he said, Hey man, have you ever thought about starting an academy where you, where companies could send you their people, you train them and then you could send them back. And then those people could facilitate them, the glass walk, the board break, the brick break, the arrow break, the fire walk and create these life-changing experiences, and they could do them in-house. Or you, you could also attract other entrepreneurs, business owners, trainers, coaches, anybody that's in the self-improvement, uh, self-development, personal development industry, you, they can come to you, they pay you a fee, uh, you, you train them for a week, and then you send them back to their respective businesses, and then you help and support them uh, along the way. And I thought for a minute and I went, hmm, well, number one, I'm tra training my own competition. <laughs> and there's so much business out there that it would I don't think it's ever, ever, ever going to affect me from that regard. So, yeah. So we have an academy coming up in October this year, October 23. Um, we only bring in nine students. And there's a reason for that. Okay. Because that way there's a group of three, a group of three, and a group of three that all work together. Um, and so, yeah, so they're there. They're, and we have, we have, you know, there's a couple spots left. Uh, as a matter of fact, not that your audience would be interested, but if, and just in case somebody is, um, at the end of the podcast here, remind me, and I'll give you, I'll give your listeners a code, a special discount code. And then if they get a hold of me and this looks like that might be a match and something they want to do, they can give me that code and, and we'll give them a substantial discount for getting that information off your podcast here today. Great. That's great. Definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And um, I'll, I'll also mention this uh, in the podcast uh, uh, show notes so that people can okay. reach out to you and they can also claim about this. Great. That's gotcha. a great thing I say. And um, so one thing is also coming to my mind, like uh, as we're talking about the academy as well, but this first thing is like uh, firewalking is often seen as a kind of physical fiat, but it's also deeply intertwined uh, with the power of the mind, right? Yes. So uh, firewalking is, uh, is an intense experience also that requires the trust, focus, <clears throat> And also the surrender, like you should trust that person. So for someone who may be skeptical or 
uh, hesitant about firewalking, what would you say to reassure them and encourage them to embrace the opportunity for the personal growth and the empowerment? <clears throat> so let's say somebody does a little research about this. Okay. And that research shows them that thousands and thousands and thousands of people yeah. have transformed their life yeah. participating in a firewall. Okay. Not, you're not hearing it from me. You go out there, you do the research and you find out that this experience is literally one of the most powerful life-changing experiences in the world by far. So they get to that point. So here's something that we know in the personal development industry, right? Hmm. What doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. Okay. It's not going to happen. Right. You're not going to sit on the couch and change your life. Okay. It's not how it works. Right. We know that you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to do things that take you out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to do things that make you uncomfortable because here's what I've learned in life. When you do the things that are hard in life, life becomes easier. Yes. If you do the things that are easy in life, life becomes harder. So with that dynamic and at the end of the day, what's the worst thing that could happen? The absolute worst thing that can happen, burn your feet off and die? No, not going to happen. 90% of the people who firewalk don't get any burns, no blisters, nothing. A very small amount, depending on how they show up to that fire, what they say to themselves, what they tell themselves. You know, if you think you can or you think you can't, right? Henry Ford said, you're right. Um, you know, you might get a, you might get a, a little kiss on your foot, a little blister. I've watched hundreds of thousands of people. Has anybody ever been hospitalized? No, no. Now, is it dangerous? Okay. I guess you could say it's dangerous a little bit, maybe. But let me tell you something that people do every single do. They're doing it right now in America. It's going to happen tonight. People celebrate at beaches and pools and lakes, and they get their family, and they go out there, and they get their entire family sunburned. And I'll tell you something, that is a hundred times more dangerous than yeah. any firewalk you're ever going to do with me. And not only do they do it once, they'll take them back and do it again, right? You know, and we put our kids in sports. They play soccer. You know how dangerous that is, yeah. <laughs> uh, right? You, you play baseball, play football, wrestling, jujitsu. I mean, all these different activities are dangerous. They carry a risk. And, you know, everything we want in life is right over there on the other side of fear. So you have to decide how you're going to deal with fear because we all de deal with it. Every race, every creed, every color, every age, we all are faced with the same thing when it comes to fear. And fear is a liar. Fear will take everything from you if you allow it. So the fears we don't face become our limitations. So, you know, we've heard the acronyms, right? So what does fear mean to you? Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. In AA, we say, I love this, it's false images yeah. appearing real. So fear is a factor and you we've got to deal with it. And fear had stolen so much from me before I did my firewalk. I was fearful of everything. You know, fearful of asking that girl out for a date, right? Fearful of getting married, fearful of starting a business, fearful of having children, fearful, fear, 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 fear. Well, the beauty in 
firewalking is firewalking helps crush fear and get a hold of it and get a grip on it. Um, and that's the beauty. You know, corporations, you know, some, you know, like I was saying about the academy, some people want to send their people, I'll train them, they go back and they can do it. Some people don't want to do that. Some CEOs want to come to me and go, Dave, we want to hire you. We want you and your team to do it all. We're going to write you a check. Here you go. You you do it. You pre-frame it. You train our people. You get them through the experience. You clean it all up. And we're going to write you a check. I get that. You know, we'll do that. No problem. We do it all the time. That's what we do. But the bottom line is CEOs that run big companies, most CEOs are pretty darn sharp. So are entrepreneurs. And they know, they know they've got to, if you want to bring your people together to work as a unit, then you're going to have to put them in an environment that creates the unity. And if you don't do that, then they're going to fragment because they're still over there arguing about mask wearing or, you know, the political platform that's going on in the world today and, you know, who they love and who they hate. And man, no, you know what it's about? It's about this right here. It's about you and I talking about life and who we are and what can we do to inspire and what can we do to help one another. And here's something I learned that I believe wholeheartedly. And that is if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll always get what you want. It's a universal code. I learned it in AA. Because who helps another alcoholic achieve sobriety? Me. Another alcoholic. Not a doctor. Not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, no typical therapist, all these people out there. No, it's a drunk. It's one drunk to another drunk who can look another drunk in the eye and say, I know how you feel. And here's what I found. I found a program over here with 12 steps. And if you work those steps on a daily basis and you live your life one day at a time and you clean up the wreckage of the path, past, and then you start to you know, realize that we have a daily reprieve based on the condition of our how we condition ourselves every day and help another alcoholic achieve sobriety. You won't drink again if you break it down one day at a time. Uh, you know, you just you just said earlier in the broadcast and thanks for mentioning it. I'm proud of it, too. You know, on, Ju- on this last June 8th of 2023 is 35 years. Yeah. Long time. And it was all one day. It was all one day at a time, brother. Right. I'm not doing anything different today that I didn't do back then. Mm. I still go to meetings. I still work the steps. I still read the literature. I still help others achieve sobriety. So, you you know, you get into that. I, I'm helping and I'm nurturing and I'm talking and, you know, it's, it's a beautiful place to be. Well, personal development's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How do you how do you when you're working out and you're doing reps, which rep builds the muscle? The first one or the 10th one? Definitely 10th one. The 11th one. Yeah. 11th one. Yes. The last right? one. <laughs> the last one. Exactly. Yes. So you go over. Right. So, yes. you know, we're we're I'm I'm super, super proud of my team and all my all the people out here that have helped me around the world put on, I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people uh, from all over the world that have been helping me for years with these firewalks. And, you know, because without them, I can't do this. There's no way. I just, I'm one guy, right? And it takes, 
takes several trained people who want to give back to society mm. um, to be able to pull this off. It takes very special people. Wow, that's that's great. I guess it's um, awesome. So, uh, like before we wrap up, like finally, what final thoughts or words of inspiration you would like to leave our listeners uh, with as they explore the idea of igniting their inner fire and embracing the personal growth through fire walking? Wow. Um, that's a really great question. Very, it was framed very well. Um, I think one of the first thing is, is pick your peer group, <laughs> be very selective about who you spend time with. Um, because you will become who you spend time with. I say all the time, love your family, choose your friends. Yes. If you take your five closest friends and you average out how much they make per year and you average it, you'll be within 10% of your closest five people. So keep that in mind. Sure. Um, patterns. We all run patterns. Yeah. If you work out, it's a pattern. If you eat right, it's a pattern. If you're healthy, you have a healthy mind, it's a pattern. If yeah. you If you have a healthy life, there's patterns that you run. So understanding patterns and how they serve you or how they don't serve you, you can learn to interrupt them exactly. and you can learn to change by installing new patterns. The other thing is, I would say is, um, you know, stop looking for heroes and be one. You know, when I do my events, um, and I'm on stage and a company's hired me and I'm there to encourage and inspire them and help change their thinking to rise up into their greatness. I put a picture of a friend of mine, Eric Weinmeyer, on this on the screen behind me. Okay. And the picture is pretty obvious. He's standing on a mountain peak like this. Right. And he's standing at the top. And it's pretty obviously obvious. He's standing at the top of Mount Everest. And so. I just leave it up there. I don't say anything. And, I, and I'll and i talk for 20 minutes, a half an hour, and then I'll come back and I'll say, hey, by the way, who here can tell me where my friend Eric here is standing? And they'll say, Mount Everest. And I'll go, that's correct. And let me tell you something about Eric. He's climbed the seven highest mountains on earth, seven continents, seven mountains, including Mount Everest, the seven highest mountains on earth earth also you put him in a mountain bike man he can ride that thing like you wouldn't believe put him in a kayak you can probably push him down any river in the world and he can kayak in fact he had just did the gorge uh in um the grand canyon the colorado river here in america and i go but there's something physically wrong with eric and i want you to look really close and tell me what it is well, when you look at him, the way he's standing, he looks like one hip, one leg is longer than the other, or he's got a hip displacement, or, you know, it looks like there's something physically wrong with him. That's not it. Get this. Eric is blind. So if we just take a step back <laughs> and we go, wait a minute, are you telling me that a blind man climbed the seven highest mountains on earth? The answer is yes. So what could you do? And I tell people, look, I'm messing with your head. I'm doing this on purpose. I don't want you to ever, ever forget tonight the firewalk and the fact that that man right there climbed the seven highest mountains on earth. And he did it blind. Mm 
So what do you think he tells himself every day when he gets out of bed? But the question is, what do you tell yourself about your life and when you get out of bed every day? That's that's wonderful, and and it's a, it's a great lesson to learn. I would yes. say, um, if if he can do, then why can't we? Definitely, absolutely. It's it's a we can't because you know why don't people get what they want in life? Exactly. You know, but if we really answer it, I hear all. If I ask my audience, I'll say, so why don't people get what they want in life? And they'll say, well, we don't have the time, we don't have the money, we don't have the education, we don't have the background. I'm too young. I'm too old. Nah, nah, blah, 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 blah. What is it? It's a story. Is it true? Probably not, right? You want to change your life? Change your story and act like Eric. Be like Eric. Get out, get up every morning with a purpose. Know what that purpose is. Because I think I'll share one, one other thing. I believe that the two most important times in anyone's life is the moment they're born and the moment they figure out why. And they say that every human has two lives. And the second one starts when you realize you have only one. Thanks for having me. There's on no second show. chance. It's the only one. Yes. Right. Exactly. Great. So, um, and that's, that's wrap, uh, wrap up our captivating conversation with Dave, Dave Albin where we definitely delved into the power of firewalking and its ability to ignite our inner fire. So Dave, we are incredibly grateful for your insights and the wisdom you have shared with us today. So like, like uh, guys, like if you're feeling inspired by Dave's journey and the advice which he shared at the end and want to learn more about the Dave Albin's Firewalk Academy or connect with him, be sure to check out the show notes for all the details. I'll definitely add all these links, all the details in the show notes. Please have a look. Please reach out to him. Please uh, take the advice what he mentioned. And always remember that within each of us lies a powerful spark waiting to be ignited. So exploring the practices like firewalking uh, can unlock our potential, helping us to overcome the fears and limitations on the path to personal growth. So we hope that uh, today's uh, episode has sparkled or your curiosity and a desire to embrace the fire within. So if you have enjoyed this conversation, please consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast with others who may find value in Dave's teachings. So we'd love to hear your thoughts and stories about your experiences with the firewalking or any other transformative practices. Reach out to us through our website or social media platforms, which you can find in the show notes. So join us next time as we continue our exploration of the tools and practices that promote healthy mind and a thriving life. So we have more inspiring guests and insightful conversation coming your way. Until then, remember to keep the flames of curiosity, growth and transformation alive within you. Thank you so much.